there's a lot you can do in this town You set it up and turn it around We might have come from somewhere else But this is where we found ourselves Welcome to the local show Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. We want to welcome all our audiences to the show this week, our Facebook, YouTube, soon-to-be Apple and Roku. And I want to present our guest of the week. It's Tori back on the show, buddy. It's, it's been a while. It's the local show. It's yeah. the local show. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks for being here today and taking the time for of your course. very busy campaign runoff yes. schedule. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, saw, I saw you today. Yeah. I, I was, saw you. I was out walking door to door. Flaring. I was actually driving a car. It was really weird because we like people see me around. They're like, "How does he drive? Is that scar?" I've never like, seen him drive. Can he yeah. drive, and I, and I do take breaks from the bike and walking, and it's mainly to transport. Yeah, you uh, our Sundog Athletics. You were clients. working today, right? You were working doing a tour today. So there you go. And I do, and I do understand we need to drive at certain times. It's not about like not. Because sometimes I get this around town, like, oh, no drive. Like, how can you be, like, no driving and stuff? And it's not – it's never about no. It's, it, like, like, and we talked earlier uh, before the show, it's not about nothing at Lift One. It's not about no driving. It's not about – it's about, like, just what's reasonable, yep. like, with our values. And being a small town in the middle of the Rockies, we're not New York. We're not, you know, Denver. And I, I think it's more just what's appropriate. So we'll talk about, and that's a theme through a lot of these things. It's about transportation. It's about housing. You know, we're not asking for everything, but we need to do something, you know. Agreed. Um, 100% I agree with you on that. So don't you, I mean, what are your thoughts kind of about growth and uh, development? And, you know, here we are in Aspen, this small little town, but it's yep. got this massive amount of money yeah. and pressure on it all the time. Um, just some kind of brief, kind of general thoughts about how Absolutely. we how we move forward as a community in terms of growth. Uh, well, we're getting right into it. On the I, I think we're just going to skip right over the winter <laughs> snowfall, although we, we could backtrack and talk about we'll that. It's been such you an know, epic winter, too, yeah. at the same time. Um, but, I'll, yeah, we can talk about whatever we want. You know, it, I, I talk about smart growth. You know, I'm not a, a no-growther. Yeah. I right. want responsible progress. That's what I look for. Right. And I think you're absolutely right. What we see here in Aspen is just there's a lot of money that comes in here, and sometimes the best decisions aren't made just by the dollar. Right. So, And I think that's where government kind of st steps in a little bit is to really help yeah. uh, guide our community when it comes to growth in a way that it's good for everybody or as many people as possible, right? So you, you right. brought up Lift 1A. Um, and uh, a very uh, divided vote, 26 votes to win that um, and make the project move forward. Um, but, you know, I didn't really hear anybody saying they didn't want anything to happen up there. Right. I, I heard that people wanted something that was appropriate for the area and yeah. that they wanted it to mitigate for some of the impacts that it's going to bring. You know, smart growth. Not no growth, just smart growth. Smart growth. And I think that this brings up another, like this Aspen Area Community Plan seems to kind of almost be getting pushed to the side. Like, no one really talks about it that much anymore. And, in fact, they kind of slay people personally when certain things move forward, um, whether it's transportation solutions or affordable housing solutions, yeah. and they kind of go on the personal attack. I mean, do you think the Asbury Community Plan is still relevant? Because you start to see kind of things happening like Lift One yeah. that values skiing and the economy, really, over things like the environment and affordable housing. 
Where does the Aspen Area Community Plan kind of fit in I, anymore? I, that's that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty astute observation. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of inside baseball. I don't know if everybody knows kind of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But when it really started happening, Eric was. Uh, Boy, what was it? Seven or eight years ago, uh, the Aspen Area Community Plan was moved out of the land use code. So it was basically deregulated. It was used as a regulatory document. And now it's a guiding document. But you're absolutely right. I don't really hear uh, as much reference to it as as should be going on. Right, right. Because it really does. And it took years of time with thousands of locals to create this. Several rewrites. It's been rewritten and updated over the years right. as well. Right, and I'm sure we'll do it again, and it'll take several years to do that again. But right. that really is, a, and Steve Scatterin has talked about that, and Steve's a friend of mine, you know, yeah. openly. He was my last roommate I ever had, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. We've, well, yeah, and you'll have to catch a show sometime with Steve and I together, because we, we <laughs> reminisce a little bit about some of the fun we had as roommates. Too funny. Uh, but this kind of clash of values he's talked about. So it's not, it, like there has been some conversation, but I think the pendulum has been swinging with kind of what I like to call urban values. You know, it's more about, you know, we drive every day, everywhere. We don't mind big buildings. We ha- it's kind of this urban mentality kind of slowly, seemingly taking over from small town values, like, no, we kind of moved here because money wasn't our number one priority. We kind of moved here because we didn't want to drive at all, if possible. You know, we really appreciate the fact that there's affordable housing and we'd like to take advantage of that. I mean, it just seems like, you know, uh, and now we're only housing 40% of our workforce. We've kind of lost a little bit of ground on some of those Aspen Area Community Plan goals and values. And I, I agree. I know that's a big issue. It, it is know. a big issue. Uh, you know, on, on the one hand, you, you have to say times are, times are changing. Yeah. But again, that's really, and that's why I'm running for mayor. That's why I run for public office is really just to help guide it a little bit. You know, yeah. there's change is inevitable. And I think that's yeah. uh, something that we all agree on. But how can we make change good for us? And how can we keep the values and the ethics that make Aspen so great because that's why I moved here. I, I've been I've lived here 25 years, you know, and I uh, I moved here because of the people I met, the right. community that I was introduced to, and, right. and the culture that Aspen was. Right. And uh, and and I do hold on to it dearly, but I recognize times change as well. We've got to do our best to hold yeah. on to those values. There is a joke before we go to break about how many Aspenites it takes to change a light bulb. Do you know about that one? I do. Well, I'm going to tell you my version. How many <laughs> How many Aspenites does it take? to change a light bulb and pretend you don't know the answer. I don't know. How many? It takes 10, actually. You wouldn't think that. But it takes one person to actually change the light bulb and nine to talk about how great the old light bulb used to be. That's right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave it at that. And we do have to laugh. It's, it is important. To, I think have a sense of humor about the community and, and these issues, too. I, I, they're serious issues, but absolutely, we need to uh, approach them with cooperation, collaboration, yeah. and a smile on our face. Exactly. And I'm going to go to break with a smile on my face because I'm so thankful in all seriousness, to our underwriters this winter, including the Aspen Public House, Aspen Animal Hospital, Aspen Square, the Aspen Times, Klug Properties, Sundog Athletics, and Pitkin County Landfill. I got them all right in here. Yeah, you Not did. looking at a teleprompter. <laughs> so I'm very thankful to you guys for making our winter series happen, bringing inspirational guests like Tori each week. I hope you guys have enjoyed the series. We're going to take our quick only break of the show. And we'll be back in two minutes with mayoral candidate in the runoff in the final days, Tori, so don't go away. 
Aspen Animal Hospital's partnership with Wellhaven offers our community a very friendly and professional staff featuring five veterinarians, a new care companion plan, wellness plans to cover your preventative care needs for the entire year, and now introducing new feline-friendly Thursdays. They also offer exotic pet care and acupuncture. For more information, call 970-925-2611 or visit aspenanimalhospital.com. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. We're not in Kansas anymore. Hey, did you miss the turn for recycling? I can't read the map on your cracked screen. Celebrating another great winter season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place, featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Local Show. Welcome to The Local Show, people you work with, people you know. We're back here on The Local Show. Thanks for sticking with us here on Grassroots Community Network. And here I have Tori, a longtime friend. I admit some bias, you know, and, and, you know, it's a small town. You know, I mean, we're, a lot of us have been friends for a long, long time. I do like Ann. You know, Ann Mullins is great. Absolutely. And it's not a, it's not a personal thing. And, no. and, I, and, you know, what I wanted to bring today to the viewers was getting to know you on another level. And so we're going to, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Sounds good. It's not even really backtracking. It's just another aspect I know you are into sailing I, and enjoy the sport of <laughs> sailing out in the water. Yep. My version is the canoeing version, usually through North Star. Doing a little right hand and a little J stroke. But you like, to, you like to sail. I do, I Can do. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your passion for sailing? I, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up sailing, um, but then moving out to the, the Rockies, there wasn't as much available. So um, <laughs> it, really about uh, 12 years ago or so, maybe a little more than that actually, uh, I got reacquainted with it through a great friend mm. of mine, Don Shealy. Oh, uh. We love Don. Love Don. And, uh, sail in I, peace, Don. I sail sail, in sail peace. on, my man. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I got an opportunity to go sailing with him. So we, uh, we did a few trips down to the Caribbean and some other locations and uh, rekindled my love for it. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I love the ocean. I love the water. I love, I love that whole experience. But there's something also about the discipline of sailing that really drives me. Because, I mean, I could huh. take a beach vacation. <laughs> um, and oftentimes sailing isn't actually a vacation. It's a working vacation. You know, you got a right. lot to do and I captain right. my own boats. So, um, I oh. don't have a crew. I just, I sail it myself. So, wow. uh, with the people, the friends that I go with. Right. So, um, it's really, it's, it, it's a discipline ethic where preparedness is number one. You know, you, you want to wake up every day and know what possibilities are out there and you want to be prepared for all of them. 
And in that way, huh. it's just a, it's a wonderful exercise. It's a great way to get away, be focused. And then, hey, you're, you're sailing around island to island and, and loving that kind of lifestyle as well. So it's dual fold for me. I, there's, there's many reasons that I like to get out there. Do, so if someone's sailing with you, do they have to wake up and go, oh, captain, my captain? No. Do they have to kind of like just, you know, call you the captain? No. Put the hat on your head? No, and, none of so that. So it's, not a, not, a, it's no. not a power. But I like how it's like, <laughs> but you're taking charge. And you yeah. have a plan. Yes. And it's an adventure. It is. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. You've got all these dynamics going on. Yeah. Kind of sounds like being Mare in Aspen. <laughs> in a way, I mean, there are some crossovers no, there. There is, absolutely. You know, I, I, am, I am asking for an opportunity to, uh, to guide the ship, you know, yeah. uh, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I love getting out on the water <laughs> and I learn something about the places that I go and myself all at the same time. So. Are you a skier or a snowboarder? I couldn't Both. remember. Both. both okay see I, I go both ways too i primarily snowboard <laughs> okay. um you know growing up skating and surfing so i took to snowboarding a lot right. more uh readily than i did take to skiing but i love skiing skiing's come so far since i started that it's yeah. it's more fun than it's ever been yeah so i don't ski as much as i'd like to i'm on my snowboard just because i'm better at it but i like both I like the new fat skis because they've stolen from snowboard technology, yep. and it's almost like being on two small snowboards yeah. now. Bigger like side my cuts. big Nordica Patrons, they've got the re, you know reverse yep. camber, the rocker, they're wider. So it's kind of like being in the best of both worlds when you got the fat sticks, and I love going up in the Highland Bowl and riding those things. Right. They actually like to be ridden almost like big snowboard or like snowboards too, yep. versus turned like forcibly. So it's just kind of a nuance. Right, right, right. I can appreciate what you're, you're saying. You're leaning on it more than you are jumping from edge to edge. Yeah. Like we kind of used to do a little bit more. Yeah, just do But big, I like them like, both. Oh, man. What Equal a winner it's been. I think we're almost at 150% of snowpack, normal snowpack. Unbelievable. The spring should be huh? great. Um, are you thinking I, about fun water sports like I am? Do I am. start uh, to think about uh, being this, on the, the water? The runoff is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about spring, but I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah, yeah, I would like a little bit more. We got a little, yeah. I, I, and I hate to use the word greed, <laughs> but but greedy for powder, greedy for I think powder. is acceptable yeah, I think in all people, social circles. I think people are going to agree with that one, yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, speaking of that, you know it's also really neat? I love the fact that uh, the Aspen Skiing Company is putting on uh, three-day concerts out at Buttermilk yeah. early April. Yeah, that's So cool. it sounds like our season is going to be not just great because of the snow that's on the mountain, but a lot of fun in town. So hopefully business does great as well as we... Approach the end of the season. We got to give Ski Coast some love too for the extended weekends at Highlands. Absolutely. However, I do want to ask you a pointed question about Give a Flake. How do, how do, you, what are your thoughts on Give a Flake and this focus on taking care of the environment, and then partnering on Lift One, and then the Pandora's expansion? So here we are with projects and expansions that are clearly not environmentally friendly. And then you have this give a flake campaign. I mean, do you have, you know, just general thoughts on that kind of? I I love the ski companies' uh, initiatives and their uh, open efforts towards greening up their operations. Um, but I think we all can do a lot better than we currently do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of those trade offs that's very difficult when you're talking about business. Yeah. You know, you want to do more business. You want to take care of your employees better and things like that. But at what cost? Right. Uh, you you right. forgot another one in there, you know, the airport expansion. Right. 
right. um, potentially having some some negative environmental impacts as well. You know, I, I which I, Skiko supports. Which, uh, yes, they've Skiko come out and is, supported is supporting it, it. But that's really you know, and that's full community. I mean, our whole yeah. community needs to really ask ourselves questions about growth in that sense. Environmentalism is something we need to keep uh, as a top priority in every decision we make. Exactly. And to that end, what we need to do is continue to be an e innovator and a leader because, you know, current technologies can't keep up with the growth that we're experiencing. So we need to be really burgeoning those uh, technologies and, and, and how we're implementing them here in Aspen. We need to get back to being a leader globally on exactly. environmental issues. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think we can all do better. I think it's important to have dialogue. Yeah. And, and talk about these kinds of things, because sometimes it seems like conflicts of interest. I think it's good to talk about that. I mean, it might be uncomfortable yeah. you know, for certain people at certain times to talk about those things. But hey, you know, life's not easy. And, and there are, um, you know, it is discomfort sometimes. But I think when you go through those things, you, you get better. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to take some pain, some discomfort, some uncomfortable conversations, I think those are important to move forward. And you move forward with the single-use plastic bag ban, by the way, I found out are used an average of eight minutes. A plastic grocery bag is used about eight minutes. And Because tossed. you think about That's it takes right. from your grocery store to your home, yeah. and then it's into the environment. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank you for that initiative because that's something that shows the country an example. San Francisco did it. And San Francisco got the single-use water bottle banned and has been an innovator. And I think we can maybe Absolutely. have more innovations that way and I, lead the country. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, the bag ban is just one step. Yeah. You know, we need to continue with that kind of ethic and move forward with uh, eliminating more single-use plastics. Exactly. Um, and, you know, when I talk about doing that, it's not just from legislature. I'm not just saying, like, let's make a ban. What I'd really like to see is that some of the environmental health staff focus in the city uh, do some outreach and work with people in our community to see about changing over their usage of products. It doesn't have to just be a, a ban done by City Hall. We can really start making smart choices in our community, and that's that's what the plastic bag ban was about. Is really you know not just the two grocery stores, but about moving that ethic forward. Right, right, and giving people alternatives. So it's like, well, if yes. we ban single-use water bottles, all of a sudden. The Aisles are empty at City Market and Clark's of all those single bottles. Right. Here's your alternative. Yes. And the city gave out stainless steel. I have one. I should have brought it today. Aspen Tap. That's right. It says on it. That's right. And then we put in these water stations, which in Wisconsin we call those bubblers. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Where's the bubbler? You guys, do you guys know if there's a bubbler nearby? Oh, no. I don't know what they call them in Minnesota, but I think they might have called them bubblers. But that's where I grew up. So the city put out the bubblers out there. <laughs> so there's alternatives. And, and we we've got great quality water. And we, we, we should do more. You know, it's been interesting. Uh, I was involved in that uh, Aspen Tap program, yeah. uh, the origination of that. And over this campaign, I've actually had a couple people come up and say, hey, I hope you will install more of those water stations. Yes, yes. Which, once again, and that's what I'm saying is we need to keep those things moving forward. Just starting that program, just doing it once, no, it needs continual follow-up, and we need to do that more. So I look forward to maybe installing some more water stations and moving right. forward with that. Right, right. Here's us talk about another major value. In fact, the number one priority of the county and now the city, I believe, is affordable housing. I hope so. Creating more. <laughs> I was there the night you cast the deciding vote for Burlingame. For Burlingame. There were, in fact, voices were cracking. I was one of them. Tears were flowing. 
I remember, and I could say some specific names, but I don't need to, very emotional, very intense. Our biggest affordable housing project ever, and you cast that deciding vote. So I want to give you credit for that. Thank you. That's a concrete result that I think separates you from your opponent um, who's claiming credit for units that I think were already approved before she was on council, yeah, and maybe she was rules. part of the moving forward of those. Yeah. Units, well, but I think that's a clear difference with well, affordable I housing. I appreciate that, and once again, you know, we want to be careful and and sure that people understand we're not uh, talking poorly about Anne. It's really just yeah. about some of the representation and decisions that have been made. Um, yeah. You know, the, this council um, and, and Anne herself said it. Uh, they, she said that housing has not been their priority. Uh, building lodge rooms and lodge space and the growth that we've seen that's been their priority. So housing admittedly by them and Ann has said it's not their it hasn't been their priority I think it is a, a, a priority you need to maintain it needs to yeah. run concurrently with everything else that you're doing right um, you know from the W hotel to the lift 1a approvals to a few other projects in town we're losing ground on housing and unless you keep up with it as you're going you we're gonna put ourselves in a, in a real bind it's not just Aspen you know, ski towns all over the Rockies and all over the world are experiencing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of places really refer to it as a housing crisis. Right. It's a crisis state. We are so lucky that we have had such a great program here for so long. But once again, we need to get back on it. We do need to create new units. But another thing that separates myself um, from Ann and, and the current council direction, I believe in helping out our current residents. Yeah. You know, uh, you're in Centennial. We've spoken before about Centennial and the repairs and the maintenance that that they need. We need, you know, I call them resident partners. I, I, I don't believe in the city building units and then walking away. Or, or We're still partners. That's what deed restrictions are all about is that we are still partners. Right. So I am a strong advocate for figuring out, assisting the financing of getting those repairs done to Centennial within the next year, two years. Let's get it going. That's important. Burlingame has the same issue. They've got right. construction flaws where people's uh, decks are actually not attached to the building and coming apart and ripping. So wow. it's not just Centennial. There's other projects that we have in town. I really think yeah. that we need to sure up uh, and solidify our current program right. while we're looking at new opportunities as well. Well, it's like you're growing up, you're a kid, you leave your bike out on the front lawn and it just sits out there getting rusty and, 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 and then useless and not running even. And you just go, hey, dad, can I just go get a new bike? And your dad goes, oh, yeah, son, it's fine. Go get a new bike. You just left your bike out negligent, weathered, <laughs> rain effect, like has happened in Centennial with water damage. Yes. So that's a good, I think, a good analogy. It is. So why do we hop, skip, and a jump, go off and buy some new housing when we aren't taking care of our current? And Centennial is the second biggest next to yeah. Burlingame. Right. So it's significant. Those are hundreds of people up yeah. there. So I really appreciate you bringing that forward. Yeah. We've been given the Heisman, like by the city and the county. Yeah. And I know there has been some solutions but nothing that the city and county have agreed on. So I think that's really important. Take care of what we have first, as well as focus on new housing. Absolutely. So and and new housing that. is going to need to be some new products. You know, we've, yeah. we need some entry-level housing. We, we need to take care of aging Aspenites, retirees, and seniors as well. Yeah. 
all the while while we're building the middle. So, you know, we, we have needs still out there for affordable housing in different segments and, and areas. But um, like I said, we need to also continue to take care of our current resident partners. What do you think about transportation solutions? Because I, you know, I'm on the open space and I serve on the open space and trails yeah. board for the city. And we've come up with some ideas and some have, you know, moved forward, um, like the uh, pedestrian cycling crossing on the Castle Creek Bridge. So we made sure as a part of the bridge maintenance project that, yes, we're going to accommodate cyclists and pedestrians so they can actually go in two directions yeah. instead of playing chicken <laughs> where there's not enough room to get through uh, the Castle Creek uh, Road path that's going to go out to the Country Day and music schools. Yep. So some things we've, we're moving forward Absolutely. that creates more um, bike friendly because people feel safe. Yes. Um, you know, the East Hopkins Ped Bikeway, also about 400 people a day use that in the summer. So what do you see as kind of some more creative solutions that can get people out of their car and, and healthier for themselves and the environment? Number one, the pedestrian and the bike pathways, we need to finish connectivity. Yeah. You know, we need to continue yeah. to stay uh, committed to that. Um, and that's both for transportation, for health, yeah. For visitors, I mean, right. you know, it's not just getting somebody to work on their bike and so that that serves a, a great deal of causes for us. So yeah. we need to stay committed to our pedestrian and our bikeways uh, and finish that, uh, complete those connectivity trails. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as it goes with the cars, I mean, uh, I say we nibble at every area we can. Yeah. It's a multi-pronged approach, you know. There's no one solution that's going to solve it. There's right. no one solution that everybody can utilize. So I think we need to uh, reconvene with the task force that was out of the Institute, hear yes. some of their input. Um, we can make some progress. We're talking about moving the needle 10 or 15%. That requires that it's very specific. You know, we need to be, we need to be specific uh, and measurable about who we're trying to reach. For example, as we were talking when I saw you today, you were driving because of the necessity of your timing. You were working, you had gear, you had clients. Sure. That's great. Yeah. That, that, that's and there's times, we, there's times we need to drive. There's sure. times you need to drive, and then there's times that you make a choice not to. Right. So we need to facilitate those opportunities, those alternatives uh, that are specific before we're just disincentivizing. You know, we've got to make plausible alternatives available. Exactly. All right, buddy. We're out of time. I have so many more it's questions, but we're out already. of time. Oh, I hope you had fun. I love the coming I, here. I baked you some cookies. I'll take them. If anything, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but Thank I really enjoyed you. our conversation. Oh, thanks, Eric. And I wish you the best of luck moving Appreciate forward. Appreciate it. All right, Appreciate Tori. it. Thanks to everybody that was watching. Remember to vote April 2nd. There's another election. Or before. Or before. I vote by bike before that. There you go. <laughs> and thank you guys for watching this week on The Local Show. Aspen Public House is a modern gastropub located in the historic Wheeler Opera House building in the heart of downtown Aspen, serving breakfast, lunch, opera ski, dinner and late night, seven days a week, 8 a.m. to late. Aspen Animal Hospital's partnership with Wellhaven offers our community a very friendly and professional staff featuring five veterinarians, a new care companion plan, wellness plans to cover your preventative care needs for the entire year, and now introducing new feline-friendly Thursdays. They also offer exotic pet care and acupuncture. For more information, call 970-925-2611 or visit aspenanimalhospital.com. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. 
It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. We're not in Kansas anymore. Hey, did you miss the turn for recycling? I can't read the map on your cracked screen. Sundog Athletics is your opportunity to experience one-of-a-kind guided adventures and gain new skills to experience the thrills of snowshoeing, fat biking, canoeing, mountain and road biking. They can be reached at 970-925-1069. Fresh updates at Sundog Athletics on Facebook or sundogathletics.com. Welcome to the world.